I am on one side of the building. Our editors, my our writing team, you know, everybody for the print majorly and online. They're on the other side. Yeah. Cool. Mid-webinar, near the end, one of my moderators is using one of these peripheral mics, right? One plug-in one. Yeah. And he completely loses it. Like, it has no audio connection at all. I literally, I've got these wireless headphones I'm wearing now. I went bolting down the hallway. <laughs> and I'm like, Scott! Yeah. Fix your plug, you know, unplug it, plug it back in. Yeah. And I've run back and yeah. I, I have to start it real quick. From Boston, Massachusetts, this is Going Live, a show where we talk to various marketers and industry experts on the art of going live. From creating webinars to videos, we talk about how people confidently can run digital events and learn how they can make ones that bring in hundreds of viewers and keep people hooked. I'm Farah Sheik, a growth marketer with a passion for video and the latest technology. With us today, we have Abby Hull, a marketer at Gardner Media. Gardner Media is a media and publishing company that's been around for almost 100 years. They manage some of the top publications in the manufacturing sector for North America. In this episode, we'll discuss how Abby has set up a work system and schedule that lets her run over 147 webinars, which is something that she did in all of 2020 in just one year. We'll discuss the secrets to how she stays on top of her email, project management, and setting up promotions constantly while talking to 30 clients at any given time. Lastly, we'll discuss all the things that can go wrong on air and what you should do to prepare for it. So webinars encompass a lot of things, but what do you do specifically with webinars for for Garter uh, Media? So I'm more of the let's say the stage manager for these webinars, right? Especially when we're go live, I'm the bam on the back end. I'm making sure everything is working correctly, connecting, saying, okay, you know, you need to go live or, you know, kill your camera, you know, messaging back and forth and making mm-hmm. sure Q and A is also in our yeah. audience as well. They're just as important, making sure they're able to connect, no problem, all that jazz. And that's the, you know, the stage manager side of things yeah. from a more marketing standpoint, I'm promoting it up to the day of and getting everything ready for it making sure that the copy is correct, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, AP style is fun and going from there. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. From, from the projects we worked on, that's, you've been like really spot on with, with making sure everything is working smoothly and like checking in on making sure things are done correctly and set up correctly so that you don't have any failure. Right. I think you're helping yeah. avoid failure happen with, with a, such a technical event that sometimes people get scared of. It, it, it is very technical, but once you get into it and I don't, I've done so many at this point, you mm-hmm. know, it's rote, you know, everything is so uh, systematic, you know, okay, this is or is not going to work. Okay, let's fix this. Let's make sure it's working. You know, you just kind of fall into it. Yeah. So how did you, did you do webinars like before coming to Gardner Media? Like how did you get into this role and like why uh, this specific type of program? What? um... So I never did digital events outside of maybe a Facebook live or two. I mean, I never hosted my, my joke to customers is always, if you hear my voice, something's gone wrong. I don't like to be heard or seen. You know, I like to have people focus on the content, yeah. not who, who the heck is this person talking? Persuaded you to, to come up <laughs> <on> the podcast. <laughs> exactly. But before that you go back, you know, I did an internship, basically marketing and a 
you know, in-person events at a local amusement park. Before that, I was working with the Margaritable brand, kind of doing kind of, again, personal like event planning. With that, I was also in a sorority. So I was helping to plan events. You know, I was the DJ for most events. It's not a true one. I just made the playlist. That counts. This is a DJ uh, role. <laughs> it's fun. I love, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a music nerd. I've had it on all morning. You know, before that I, I did theater stuff. You know, I was an SM for Alice in Wonderland. You know, I helped with my local theater group, you know, and just kind of do everything. And it all comes into this digital events. You know, I have an, a background in IT too. So that flew right, you know, right. it flowed right into that. So yeah, I mean, it just kind of happened <laughs> and it was just a really good match. Yeah. That, that makes sense actually. And I think your background of event planning definitely translates really well into digital event planning. Mm -hmm. So you work with probably lots of companies, right? I work with a decent number. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like how many companies do you work with and like what range of like company products are you dealing yeah. with like throughout a year? So we had 230 total last year. Wow. <laughs> I, I ran 156. So just about two thirds of them. And again, that was, you know, the Mexico team would have ran yeah. their own. And then I had, you know, if I was double booked, I had a colleague run the rest of them. Yeah. So yeah. That's amazing. How do you <laughs> stay on top of that many events? Like, My, yeah, my best friend is Trello. No lie. It is one of my favorite tools right now. You know, through college, I was using Wonderlist and then that switched to Microsoft. And I'm like, it's not quite what I needed. I needed a, a timeline based project management system. Okay. Trello was that answer. Mm -hmm. My Trello board for webinars is like 24, five, you know, list long. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. But it helps, you know, I have timelines for each and I kind of, you know, I have check off items for each, yeah. uh, each webinar and kind of just no, general notes are on there yeah. too. It's a, it's an amazing tool too. Oh, that's, that's great. It's always good to have one reliable tool to, or more yeah. than one to fall back on when you're, when you're dealing with, with like lots of, lots of things going on. Yeah. I, I have, you know, we use Asana at our, at our yeah. company, which also is really helpful and took yeah. me some, some time to adjust to it uh, to make it work properly for me yeah even though actually i used it back in like 2013 as one of their beta users but it's just <laughs> yeah it, it's evolved a lot since then so yeah actually i'm curious like because i have i have my own like webinar it's called a webinar project task when we do mm -hmm. our like form labs hosted webinars and i you know documented a, a very big process and i like for us like I think about a webinar in like four big chunks and four big pieces. Do, do you have a, like a framework within each project in Trello? Like how do you think about the ta all the tasks that you need, need to do or help with? Or like yeah. other people do. <laughs> yeah. So for each list, I'll have a very brief description and my, I just kind of know that's what it is. And then I have a side card in another, in another list. That's like my notes section and it's just every single step in a webinar because you know, if I have to have someone back up for me, if I'm on vacation or something, mm -hmm. I have to be like, okay, this is literally yeah. everything. Now I try to get everything done, obviously, so they don't have to do anything, but yeah. there are times when that's not possible. So yeah, I mean, I have an itemized list of everything, how to sign in. I have my passwords and other, you know, separately, yeah. but yeah, it's just kind of, yeah, you know, that checklist is one of the main things I mm -hmm. kind of keep an eye on and make sure yeah. as I go through, I have a, I have separate calendars for both promo and for the calendar itself of every webinar. <laughs> and that helps, you know, I check all of my calendars before I do anything. 
Interesting. So you have a calendar of when the event is happening and maybe tasks associated with like build up to that event and then also a calendar for promote like how you're promoting for each event yeah kind of so the master calendar i use is more for the sales reps to be able to say okay this date's gone i can't yeah. sell it that's more for them than for me the promo calendar is going to have you could you know the webinar itself and any promo leading up to it just and i can kind of check it off i have a system in excel you know i have my own arbitrary system that helps yeah. me okay this is done <laughs> let's you know let's get yeah. it out of here so yeah do the promotion like work yourself like how do how do you work, help promote these webinars so for the majority of the promotion, yes. Email for sure is me. We have a couple pop-up like in hidden content dialogues on our sites. That's all me. We've switched social back to the social team. They were doing it at first. It went back to me and now we've switched it back. Yeah. I am happy with that. Get me off of social media. <laughs> and then, you know, a couple other things I have, you know, the, the related team help out with that for sure. But I put it on the site as well. Yeah. I wasn't aware at all, actually, that they also basically execute like the, the promotion, yep. the main aspect of promotion, which in my eyes is email. Email yep. is clean for webinars. What do you, what tool do you use for email? And yeah, have you found a good process for you? Like, yeah. Setting that up and rinsing and repeating. Yeah. Right now we're using Active Campaign and we love it because it integrates through Zapier. Absolutely love that thing too. It connects to so many things, yeah. including our webinar program right now, which is amazing that it can mm -hmm. connect no you know questions asked. So when a register comes in, we can connect it immediately, have it ready to roll out the door, and vice versa. You know, I could say, okay, they've already registered. Why would I email them again about the same webinar? There's no need for that. Yeah. Right. And that, that's probably the main use I have it for is to make sure I can tag them and say, okay, they've already registered, leave them alone. Nice. That's good. So you, you're able to filter out people who registered for the webinar mm -hmm. in each email send. What is for a typical webinar you do? What does the promotion look like? Right now? Yeah. It's the, an email the week or sorry, the, an email the day before, as well as two weeks before we're doing two emails this year. We saw good success with four, two years ago when I first started. We went down to three and we still had the same amount of success. So we're going to go to two, you know, it's going to, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be a little different this year, but I, I think we'll be just fine. I'm not worried yeah. about it at all. The first one we had went off without a hitch on registration. So yeah, I mean, we do that as well as we'll do a, a we use Blue Conic for a pop-up dialogue and system on the back end. So we'll throw that in two weeks before, as well as we also do emails now every Saturday right? Wow. Saturday. Why? Saturday works though. We've, we've tried it. We tested it out and we're like, this is actually really good. Mm -hmm. You know, they see it, you know, either first thing Monday morning or for yeah. the people who work on the weekends who want to, or need yeah. to, yeah. it's there. So that's, you know, a list of upcoming webinars. We do the same in Bluconic about the week before it'll be about the week before it runs. That's when it goes live on that, you know, e-news, e our e-newsletter that's I don't program that in, but it pulls based on what I put in online. Okay. So I'm not running it, but I am. But yeah, everything else is automated for promo. So what what do you mean it, it works? It <laughs> sounds like you said Saturdays work, but like yeah. also I'm, I want to hear a little bit more about this. For every webinar, we'll do four emails and send them out. And then you went to three emails and then two emails. So, so what did you track over that timeline? And two, like why... What, what works exactly? We just saw, you know, the first email and the last email, right? Mm -hmm. The very first, you know, no matter when it went out, the first email, mm -hmm. as well as the one right before the day, the day before were mm -hmm. always the highest. And we're like, okay, well, let's negate one of those. Okay. We're still doing fine. Let's negate the other one. So oh, we're wow. down to two. What it do you just mean doing fine? What's, what, what showed that you guys were fine? Numbers didn't drop. I see. You know, yeah. like number of registrants, like, mm -hmm. uh, 
Cool. And we did not see a drop in, in registrants at all. You know, mm-hmm. obviously there's variation, but there was no major drop that we were worried about. We're like, okay, yeah. you know, we're hitting the audience so much we, with the volume, you know, 230 yeah. webinars times four, that would have been absolutely mind boggling to say yeah. to our audience. But yeah, as you know, Zoom fatigue is a real thing. Honestly, it's a thing. So, you know, we're kind of adjust, readjusting again, you know, okay. Let's kind of balance it out again. Let's make it understandable mm-hmm. that this is what our balance is. Yeah. Did you run into that at all last year because of COVID? I mean, or just in general with like such a high volume, do you have a limit of a number of webinars that people like can are advertised to on? Did you notice any trends? Like did people start tuning out more? Like, yeah. Yeah. So we do have limits per brand. Each one's a little different. So I, it's too nitty gritty to go into, but there is a limit at for sure. One per brand per day, no matter what. But yeah, when we started doing the volume, that's when we actually switched to kind of a, a, an email system. I split people into three groups uh, for certain brands, you know, ABC. Okay. Email one goes to A, email two goes to B, email three goes to C. And then I'd rotate that, you know, either every month or every time, every new webinar, I'd rotate it so that they'd only get one of the emails and kind of go from there. And no, no negative effects on that either. Yeah. You know, they were still seeing it. They were still getting it in front of them. Interesting. So you're able to split like groups up within the brand that you're advertising to for the webinar to make sure that people don't get as fatigued, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, we, we saw that we saw the volume. We're like, we can't be sending mm-hmm. them three emails per webinar. If we're doing three webinars for the same brand. We yeah. Just happening. That, that's what I was wondering about. Yeah. Like, what typically leads to the most registrations and attendance for a webinar with all these companies you work with? Really the topic is the main driver. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's gotta be something that people really care about. You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. everybody wanted everything about COVID. Yeah. You know, everything, it was, it's still everywhere, but lesbian, yeah. you know, everything. But now we're seeing more fatigue with that topic. Yeah. You know? So it's okay, well, what's the balance? What is important right now? You know, okay, we just came out with this new thing. We can solve this problem. Anything that's solving a problem is, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's most of it is they, people expect me to. Yeah. yeah. Cause you could be working with like several different clients and companies at, at the same time, right? Probably maybe under or over 10 different clients the same week. Oh yeah. I'd say I'm actively working with 30 companies at any given time. 30 companies at any given time yeah. want it that like are going to be doing a webinar with you. I think email in general and communication in general is a whole other topic that you can talk forever on. But I, I know I, I still to this day, I feel like I struggle with like being as efficient as I can with email and communication. Yes. How, how do you manage your time with email? Like do you, have you carved out specific blocks? Yep. I've tried different, I've tried different ones. I've worked in this job for almost two years now, just about, and I've tried different systems and, you know, setting specific hours didn't work. What I decided that works the best. I get everything done for the day, everything that needs to go live, every promo, every, you know, every time I need to put something online, anything like that, that's first. Oh, nice. Everything gets done. At that point, you know, my webinars are typically the afternoon. So at that point, once I get yeah. everything done, typically by noon, I'll go ahead, I'll switch over to like email or Teams or whatever else people are trying to get a hold of me on. And, you know, 
during a webinar, not going to lie. If I, if everything's going well, if I'm not worried about anything, I have, I have three screens. It's insane how much real estate I have on my desk. No um, way. You have three different monitors on your desk. <laughs> yeah. Because one is dedicated. If I'm running a webinar, yeah. that's my monitor for webinars only. So that way I don't have to, it doesn't get hidden. It doesn't get buried under all my tabs. That's my webinar screen. Yeah. So I can immediately say, oh, I have a notification. I have, you know, I have a message. I've got a question. You know, I need, yeah. I, I, I lost audio. Let's fix this. Right. So I fix all of that in one window and everything else, you know, I'll have my email up in the other and my other, my second or my third screen rather yeah. will be kind of my working screen. If that makes sense, my task yeah. screen. And that's, you know, that's when I manage email you know, and call, I don't take a lot of calls for the reason I'm always on one, but when I can, I can answer my phone when, but yeah, you're very responsive. I noticed yeah. that about you. Yeah, I work with a lot of like people similar to you in, in a couple of other brands mm -hmm. that, that do webinars as well. And yeah, you're very responsive. You're on top I, <laughs> I try, I try my, my rule is try to get it done within 24 hours yeah. at the absolute latest 48. And if like I did with you the other day, I, it was, you just messaged me during a crazy week. Everybody was selling yeah. everything yeah. and I'm like, I'm not ignoring you. I promise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is a little extra. You I didn't know. even notice. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't even notice. I'm like, sometimes I'm like two to three days behind on, on a specific response. So I, yeah. Yeah, I don't even mind. I think that's awesome. You have this, it's almost like you have a little NASA launch center situation going <laughs> yeah. on. It's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> Launching events left and right. So yeah, I like how you structure your day, like get all the things that you need to get done and like work on like help and ensure that these live webinars are happening correctly. And then you can jam out all on communication. Yeah. That's a pretty good system. I'm not going to lie. It's yeah. pretty good. I think I'm still trying to get to that specific level. Like I, yeah. sometimes I just get stressed and overwhelmed with like we use Slack for our communication. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've found that for me, if, as long as I have uninterrupted time for work, even if it's just two hours that I get all day, if I can get everything done in that two hours, I'm golden. Yeah. How did you like make sure that you get off at four 30? Like, did you, did you have, <laughs> did you not, did you always do that? Were you always that disciplined? I, uh, so, I mean, there, I, I mean, when I say four 30, I'm not hitting the off button at four 30. Right. I'm just like, I have a, actually, I have a timer on my phone. I have a, a start. I have a stop and I have our lunchtime timer as well. We, it's a gardener joke. We have some guy recorded it's lunchtime um, and we play it at the office and they send it out and they're like jokingly in case you need a reminder that it's lunchtime. And I'm like, I set it as my phone alarm. No uh, way. Like your yeah, iPhone yeah. alarm, you can do that. I yeah. think you could set up a specific custom like ringtone for alarms. I worked in IT. So I, I know some tricks, how but do you yeah. Do for folks who don't know, like how do you set up a little custom ring? Like, oh, I think I did it through iTunes. I had to do some finagling in the background, set it as a specific format, and then I had to set it as a ringtone, and then okay. I had to move it to my phone. Like it was a hot Oh, mess. okay. So you have to do it on the computer, then transfer yeah. the file to your iPhone. Okay, all right. Yeah. For folks who want to do that, that's that's something they can check. That's out. the way to do it. Yeah, I have Pro I have tip. an old Mac. But yeah, so I, you know, I, that I, I really try to follow that if possible. Like I said, if, if something goes wrong, I'm going to solve it as, as long as I can. But really, you know, after a webinar ends, it's three o'clock already, you know, my stats and processing the video will take the rest of the afternoon, kind of processing everything to get it done. That's my afternoon. I try not to block anything for that hour yeah. and a half and just say, this is my webinar basically reset time, yeah. making sure it's ready for the next day. Yeah. I only schedule practices if I have to, like if I'm, they're on the West Coast, you know, and I have to kind of work with their schedule, yeah. I'll do it, but I try to avoid it. Yeah. You've mentioned a couple of times already that 
you want to make sure th- nothing goes wrong or something yeah. something might go wrong. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about that. What what can go wrong? Yeah, so I definitely have a couple funny ones for that. I'll, t- yeah. I'll get to those in a moment. As far as what could go wrong, you know, you can lose audio. Things happen. You know, I always tell people hard line into your internet. You know, I pay for an ungodly amount of internet at my apartment. <laughs> make sure it's connected. And, you know, that's the main thing, right? Yeah. I also, you know, I, I always recommend peripherals, right? Headphones or mic, but they can also fail more easily just if another program's fighting it, right? Yeah. Fighting for access to it. So we always do that test to make sure it's working. Yeah. You can lose internet. I've had it happen a few times. I've lost internet mid-session and I'm like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, we had a, br- a quick brownout here, I don't know, a couple months ago and I'm like, come on. You do, how'd you? I just, I sat there, like I didn't have any internet so I couldn't even email them and be like, ah. I guess I'm fine. So I just sat there until it came back on. <laughs> oh, nice. Did the webinar still run on the other, like whoever was speaking? Yeah. Or... So we, I've had that happen before, both myself and our Mexico team. It's happened. And what we'll typically do, we'll have a backup person mm-hmm. or our mod- my moderator is typically my backup person and be like, hey, I'm making you an admin just in case this drops. Yeah. You know, hey, I'm worried about it. I had a webinar once. They were doing some work in the apartment and the gas line was like making me nauseous. Like they left it open too long accidentally. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta leave. Chris is coming on and Chris is going to run the webinar for me. Okay. Bye. Yeah. It happens. You know, you just kind of roll with the flow. You know, most people are very understanding. You know, if yeah. I, there are, I, I think I've done it on one of your webinars. I had to come on and speak out loud. I hate it, but you just kind of roll with it. You know, yeah. you've got to be a quick problem solver, a quick think critical thinker. Okay. Yeah. I can't do this immediately. What can I do now? It looks like there's a bunch of players in the webinar itself before and during and maybe after. I'm I'm familiar with who these people are, but (laughs) folks don't. So quick, quick, like a picture of what the webinar layer or structure is out. What does that look like? Like who who is on the webinar? Yeah. So for sure, it's going to be me or the other person running it. I've got some great colleagues, Chris and Tori, who, if I'm not available, they're running it for me. From there, you know, we've got the presenters themselves, right? Whoever's speaking and presenting the webinar, or maybe if they have a guest joining them, another person for Q&A so that if there's a really technical question, they can help out. Typically on top of that, we'll have typically my contact, my main contact for content, whether that's a marketing director or kind of a technical director for the company. We'll have a couple people on the back end as well, just in case, you know, as the liaison basically to go between. And then we'll have our moderator who is typically an editor from one of our magazines. It just kind of depends who's available and when, what, when, where, why, how. But yeah, it's it's typically, it's around five people on the back end. That's our typical average. Good webinar, I think had a limit of 24. I don't think, I think Big Marker has a limit of nine webcams, but I think the back end is unlimited. So So, you you mentioned that real quickly, Big Marker. This is a, a tool that you guys use? Yes, Big Marker is our webinar platform. It is so far I've really enjoyed the, we, the switch. I'm not gonna lie, we 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 were using another program. We switched. We were using GoToWebinar. I think everyone has heard of GoToWebinar. Before. It's yeah. I mean, it was the leader. It, it it still is. Most people still recognize that or Zoom now as they've gone up during the pandemic. Everybody recognizes Zoom. We for us it doesn't. Zoom wasn't the right answer for us just for packages. But um, Big Marker they have many different types of webinars. And I really enjoy that. You know, the one we're running with you here in a minute, I can set it up as on demand. I leave it be, right? I don't have to run it at all. It just kind of does its thing when I tell it to, and it it runs without me being online. And that helps a ton. I think I'm familiar with what that means, like set it up on demand. What does that mean for people who don't know? 
Yeah. So basically you just pre-record your webinar, whether that's, you know, the full thing or a segment, schedule it, put it at a specific time or date, or just make it true on demand, just yeah. register and view it immediately. And it runs basically. Right. I don't have to sit there and, you know, watch it, make sure it's running correctly. Yeah. It helps a ton. So that brings probably a lot of time back in your day. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, the back end, you know, if, like if I have to record specific segments with our moderator, it takes a little bit of time, not too much. It just kind of depends on what the requirements are right. and what the desires are for each one. What made you, what else made you choose uh, Big Marker over, over GoToWebinar? We actually started using it first. We, I, I've been looking at webinar platforms. So I'm not going to lie for a while. We had an issue with big or with GoToWebinar, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> we had it. It was just a recording issue. It did not record correctly, and we had to basically record the whole thing again. Oh, like um, the recording of the yeah the entire webinar event itself. So the event broadcast just fine. Had no issues. Did not record. And for us, we you know we leave them on our site for at least six months. So to not have a recording, we're like. Well, yeah. let's fix that. And then so, that more than once? Just the one time for the major recording issue. Yeah. yeah. I've, um, I've actually seen that happen with GoToWebinar a number of times with other okay. companies. And I don't know what it is. I mean, there's all these variables with webinars because you have different speakers, yes. different browser, computers, yeah. audio mic setups. And sometimes it could be a cloud or local recording. And yep. I'm not going to lie. I have seen that before with GoToWebinar. And sometimes the person in your role is just like, it's not great, but they'll just like stop communicating. They'll be like, hey, what happened? It's frozen halfway through. And I think they like panic and they talk to their editor and they don't know what's going on. So then they like just go like yeah. go. It's a dark radar. Like I don't hear from them again. I, <laughs> yeah. For a couple of weeks and they. Like, it, oh, yeah. yeah. Webinar. <laughs> it was with a, com a company we were very close to and I immediately went to them as soon as I realized it recorded like seven seconds. Yeah. Immediately. I was like, I am so sorry. I have no idea what happened. Yeah. This is a thing. But I had known that they had recorded and done that presentation prior. And I'm like, please just send me that recording. I will fix it and I will get it up. Right. How do you so I'm like, numbers? do you edit like them and go into video audio yourself as well? Yeah. So I, um, I have access to Premiere. I do it to Adobe. Oh, nice. we're, we're Adobe Suites. But yeah, I've, I grew up, my degree was a very weird degree at Northern. Mm -hmm. Basically anything that falls under media or computer. Nice. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's the weird, it's literally called media informatics, but it was yeah. video editing, website development, branding and design, coding, you know, everything yeah. that could potentially cover it was in this, you know, degree. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I know how to, I know how to edit. That's, that's what I do. I'm not great at it by any means, but yeah. <laughs> I can throw something together pretty quickly and get it out the door. Would you suggest people to you know, learn how to use Adobe Premiere or anything like that as well? Or I would have, I would at least have something that you feel comfortable, even if it's Windows Movie Maker, honestly, yeah. <laughs> that's, I used that growing up or Audacity is the, the free version, right? Of yeah. Audition. I actually know Audacity better than Audition, but yeah, find something that you're comfortable with, get used to it. Cause there might be a day you have to edit something out, whether it's yeah. something super minor, like a cup, like a bad coughing fit. Yeah. I've had to, I think I've done that before, a dog barking, phone ringing, you know, things happen. Yeah. We're all, especially working from home. You know, I turned my heat off so it wouldn't kick on for room tone. Um, so what I did right now for yeah. this podcast episode, yeah. it starts humming really loudly. So I think, yeah, I think my, my laundry finished right before we started. And then I had my, nice. I turned off for room tone. These are some good tips. Like these are yeah. things people don't think about like laundry machine, like, your, your heating, cooling system, yeah. potential pets barking, potential partners, husbands, wives. Yeah, <laughs> so, all good. 
like one or two more questions for you here. So one of them is you, you lightly touched on like maybe a story or two that happened with yeah. like, you know, big, like, you know, stressful situation you have to manage on a yeah. web all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's something, what's maybe one of those worst situations that, that happened for you? Yeah. yeah. I had, I have two. So one, the company called me right before the webinar and they're like, we're about to get slammed with like a tornadic cell store or storm cell. If we lose connection, that's why. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I told the moderator, I said, Hey, you know, this is what's going on. They're still on with us. You know, if they have any questions, just kind of roll with it. Say, Hey, you know, there was a storm cell where they are, roll with it, you know, kind of talk about the topic while we're waiting for them to come back on. I think we ended up only losing them for maybe five seconds and they were right back on. It was just a flash. So I got very lucky with that one. The other funny one, when we were in the office, I... I'm on one side of the building, our editors, my, our writing team, you know, everybody for the print majorly and online, they're on the other side. Yeah. Cool. Mid webinar, near the end, one of my moderators is using one of these peripheral mics, right? One plug in one. Yeah. And he completely loses it. Like I has no audio connection at all. I literally, I've got these wireless headphones I'm wearing now. I went bolting down the hallway <laughs> and I'm like, Scott. Yeah. Fix your, you know, unplug it, plug it back in. Yeah. And I've run back and I I have to start it real quick. (laughs) But that's, I love my, I couldn't do anything without my wireless headphones, honestly. I I feel you on that. It's sometimes you need to get in touch with the person and they don't know what's going on if they're a presenter or or like a co presenter. Do you have any other systems to actually like notify someone right away, like what to do in the event of like, let's say someone's audio drops, let's say you need to talk to them, but you don't want the audience to hear. What you're saying yeah so the current system anyway if i can't get them via the presentation the chat right if i can't get a hold of them if they're not looking at it if they ignore it whatever or their connection goes down right i can't do anything yeah. if their connection fully goes down i try to give them a call or an email or saw anything to try to say hey you've gone offline especially if it's only one if i can mm-hmm. get one of their colleagues to get a hold of them if they have their cell phone number yeah they do it if my moderator goes out that's when I have to step in. I hate it, but I'll do it. And just kind of be like, you know, oh, hey, you know, unfortunately it looks like our moderators dropped offline. We're working on fixing that now. But in the meantime, I'll go ahead and do the question segment. Yeah, um, gotcha. So the best way is like, the worst case scenario is you can just jump into the web yeah. room and speak out loud. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people don't think that through, like like that's an option, but it, it's, yeah. it's yeah. I, yeah, I may, I may despise it, you know, I <laughs> absolutely despise it. I am, I'm more of a behind the scenes person, but. Yeah, I'll jump in, make it work, use yeah. my, you know, my customer appropriate, you know, my really high pitched stuff, you know, <laughs> customer service voice and go from there. No, that makes sense. Last question I, ha- I want to kind of end on is a lot of people want to be in this situation where they can be yep. pumping out webinars and they could be managing them and, and have a, a great webinar program. But one, people are stressed and two, a lot of people, they don't, yeah, they don't know like how to do this properly. They think they might mess up or screw up. What yeah. advice do you have for folks who want to get comfortable doing a webinar or, or launching a webinar program? Yeah. So if you're already doing them and you want to scale up, do it slowly. Only do what you feel is comfortable. Be like, okay, I can do this. Can we do more? Yes or no, right? And just kind of scale it up as you go and kind of adjust as needed, right? Like I said earlier, you know, about adjusting emails. You just got to make make it work, right? Yeah. Or if you're just starting out, if you're interested in doing either a, web, a webinar, um, webcast, YouTube live, you, Twitch, I don't know. My friends are all on Twitch. Yeah. If you're interested in doing that, 
do it maybe with a smaller group, try it for a game night and have your webcams on, right? Mm -hmm. And be the host, you know, and maybe it's trivia night and you're the host of the the trivia night and you kind of just get used to that role if you're going to be the one presenting and get comfortable in it and making sure that also helps you, especially right now with everybody at home, getting used to, okay, technical issues are a thing, just accept that they're going to happen and be ready for them, right? Getting used to it. And once you feel comfortable in a specific platform, if there's one or the other you like, or if you want to test out a bunch, find the one that works best for you or for that situation and then make it happen. I think that's great advice. Starting small and being able to to flush out all the nerves you might have, all the concerns you might have. You can do that in in a smaller situation, even if it's something like as simple as, bring it into your personal life yeah. um, outside of work. I think that can, that can definitely help. Yeah. yeah. We we've done trivia nights a ton while we've been kind of stuck and we had a game night. We did Jackbox games. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I did discord from my Mac yeah. and yeah. broadcasted that hooked up my webcam and on this other machine and it worked pretty darn yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, I meant like at work, like a gardener or just like per, just oh, personal. Life. That, it was, it was gardener employees we were having like our our millennial group we have there's like 20 of us that are in that group but we had a little mini game night playing that that's that's wonderful it was great yeah Yeah. we have we have our happy hours too so we'll just throw those out but yeah you know just kind of starting out small getting comfortable with it you know and seeing okay i'm i'm ready to do this let's make it happen find a topic that works and roll and roll with it yeah yeah i love it well, thank you, Abby, for coming onto this podcast, sharing your opinions on how you got started within this whole webinar program and what you do at Gardner and all the great work that you're able to do behind the scenes, what's worked for you, what hasn't, and some of the advice that you've, you've uh, shared with the audience today. Appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely. I, I, I was excited to be included in your list of people. I'm super excited to see this go up. You know, I'm excited to teach people or, you know, help people get comfortable in this world of digital events and have them feel ready and encouraged to do it. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to hear more stories about the art of going live or tips on video creation, subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It'll really help the show and I'd love your feedback anytime. Feel free to send me an email with your thoughts on this episode and how we can make it better. Shoot me an email at faris at professional-webinars.com. Once again, that's faris, F-A-R-I-S, at professional-webinars.com. You can also get in touch with me there to just chat webinars, live streams, and video creation. I'd be happy to give you some guidance and share you content that can help you in your video creation journey.